Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast. I am your host Christy and the podcast topic for today is the cyber attack threat and we're especially looking at the malicious insider. Now I just mentioned that the malicious insider is really one of the top concerns for organizations and it still is. Now before I start with the topic and go into detail, I would like to remind you of our partnership with NordVPN. So do not forget to protect your data in transit and to maintain your privacy by using our affiliate link. The link is in the show notes. So just click on the link and but the coupon Intex Cyber. So you need that to get what your discount and what is your discount? You're going to get 70% off a free year plan and one month free. So please remember, just go to the show notes and use the in the code Intex Cyber. Then you get those rewards. Continue. So what exactly is a malicious insider? Hmm. Well, This is a person, of course, it's a person, typically an employee. However, there could be a consultant. So consultants uh, usually go into your organization to carry out uh, various tasks for a a particular uh, period of time. Could be a month, could be six months for for a project. Or it could be a former employee or could be possibly your business partner. So these are really where these insiders, these are the malicious insider. And what really is their intention? So they were intentionally, so there is some intent. Sometimes there are errors, accidents, but most of these are intent. And what do they do? They want to what? To use their credentials because your employee would have been given uh, credentials when uh, during the onboarding process. The consultant would have been given uh, credentials to access data or systems during the onboarding process. Now, I have mentioned here the former employee. Now, what has happened here with the former employee? Well, there was a problem with the offboarding process. That means that when they left, their accounts may have still been active and not disabled or eventually deleted. So that account is still active. So what are the motivations behind these attacks? Why, 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 why? Well, the answer usually is for financial gain. Usually, yes, to do money. So let's come back to money. It could be for personal reasons. Possibly they were angry. Or yes, it does happen. It, you know, staff being told off for uh, breaking uh, company policy. And they'll think, okay, how dare you? I've worked here for a long time and, uh, you, you know, I'm going to show you. So you have those reasons as well. Well, there could sometimes could be a third party involved, okay? So maybe they have been caused by somebody else. So, okay, then do this for us. It could be a threat. It could be maybe they've been really threatened as well. So these are really the core reasons why somebody, a trusted employee, would turn rogue and do something nefarious. Now let's examine the stats. So, you know, we're going to look at what the data says. So we can kind of uh, measure maybe over the last few years, if this threat has been reduced or has increased or it is remained stable. So I'm going to reference the 2019 
Verizon data breach investigation report. Uh, what this report says, it says there's 30, 30% of breaches have involved internal actors. So staff, yes, some, some internal. And not only does this involve malicious attack, but sometimes the causes, the root cause could be the negligent use of the systems and also by the data by employees. So remember I said to you, sometimes it could be intentional, but sometimes it could be accidental, okay? So really when we see something accidental, it could be caused by integrity, it's an integrity problem, see integrity issues. All right, so let's um, see and evaluate why they're doing this. Now I did say one is monetary gain. So let's look at this trusted employee. So we've got the trusted employee or we've got somebody that used to work for the organization. They are looking for something, it could be data that is sensitive. It could be uh, data that could cause the organization embarrassment. It could be the IP, intellectual property of the organization. They really want to get, look for something juicy. So from the organization's point of view, you need to determine beforehand that these attacks are actually happening. Okay, so we need to know, you need to have systems in place to, to uh, recognize the signs of all types of malicious activity. So the core thing here to really identify what these threats are, we can't look at behaviors. So the behaviors or the actions. Now, let's see. I'm not saying that some of these, uh, they may work in conjunctions to other behaviors, okay? So let me just give an example of what I mean. Sometimes new policies may be published. And of course, we know that a, po a policy is something that all employees must follow. It's a mandatory document. Now, if this policy sometimes trigger major changes in actions for an employee, they might voice their opinions, which could be negative opinions, about this policy. So that is one indicator. Other indicators, I said, look at the behaviors now. Maybe that employee would be having uh, various rows and disagreements with their co-workers for their, you know, and um, over something that is minute. I'm not saying it might not be, I'm saying yeah, it might be minute. So you can see the person's really getting frustrated. You look at their body language, they're frustrated and not just the one event, okay? So maybe they are, they are angry about the new policy. That could lead to some kind of frustration and then it could lead to an argument with the co-workers. Why? Because the co-workers are in support of the policy and they're not. So they're like this lone wolf. And then, then of course, so all of you are against me. Okay, I'm going to show you. So it, can, it could start from that. Another thing, possibly the, the employee is going through some kind of uh, financial challenges in a personal life. Okay. Now, I'm not gonna, we know the causes of financial challenges and I'm just maybe that they're not able to pay the bills of the older have taken out loans and they can't fulfill their obligation. This trusted employee may have, of course, you may have credentials. Uh, they may have access to company funds. So what they're going to do, going to see if they can probably bypass uh, the, the control that's out there so that they can harvest some of these funds for themselves. Now, typically, the systems are being monitored. Our information systems, our networks are being monitored. But what they may do, they might trick another employee to use a credential so what so they can cover their own what footprints, okay? 
So, so they can do that because they want to save off some money. Now, another indicator is uh, by looking at the employee lifestyle. Okay. Now, this is really supposed to the effects afterwards, really. But sometimes this can give insights as well. Now, the employee may come to, you know, come to work with a brand new car. Nothing wrong with that. You could be on lease. They might have the cash tax away. But there's other things. Maybe they start flashing the cash around. Okay. You know, they start probably uh, going on ex expensive holidays. And you're aware, they're going to say, okay, well, hang on a minute. We pay you this amount of money. Your money that we pay you does not match your lifestyle, especially that you have informed that you do not have any other jobs. And really, because we work you so hard, you, you, you won't have any other jobs anyway. So another one is the employee may come in out of hours. What, what do I mean by that? So let's say the typical hours is uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then, then they start coming in probably about 9 p.m. Now, why they come at 9 p.m.? When everything is quiet, you may have one or two staff, but they come in at that time. If they come in at that time, they don't want to be observed. They don't understand, they probably don't understand that. Yes, they might not be that physical person. The land management might not be, the will not be there at that time, but uh, the system is monitoring them. So those are the key indicators. Okay, they come in at odd hours. Accessing files. When I say accessing files, yes, they do have a need to know. Some of those files, they need that uh, access for their jobs. But when you start seeing something like, okay, they start accessing those files at odd hours and then they probably start downloading some of those files as well. So that way the alert or the red flag should light up like a Christmas tree. Okay. So yes, so they're coming in late, accessing files, not just in accessing, downloading files. So that's, that is a key indicator. Now I want to add something else to that. I want to just expand on that slightly. What sometimes they may have applied for, for work. I'm talking about nothing wrong with that. Please, on his own, that's fine. They, they, every employee has a right to ch change uh, employ, uh, employment. However, if they are now saying, hey, I've, I've started a new job in three weeks, and then you, then you notice the behavior of them downloading files, not, uh, not on multiple files, not just the one, unless that primary one has some kind of um, sensitive or uh, a conf highly confidential information, then but you see them downloading multiple files. That shows you they're going to take those files with them over to their what? To their new place of work. Now, other um, signs of uh, insider threats. For instance, if you if the system or the the admin is getting alerts uh, on um, a particular user is logging in repeatedly. I mean, uh, in the course of a day, okay, you log in when you come in, uh, you might log in when you go for lunch, etc., etc. Obviously, after obviously when you've logged out first, but there's a pattern. Let's say, let's say you log in, take take an account or break, let's say five times. But all of a sudden, the you know the numbers have risen from five to let's say about fifteen. Uh, that is that may show that a threat or an attack is imminent. All right. Or sometimes you might see um, admin credentials being used, especially in those instances. Again, th this might show that you know something is happening. Something something dodgy is happening. Now I did mention going back to uh, access controls. I mentioned that. An employee would have something called need to know. So, the, so need to know they have those permissions 
um, based on their role, role-based access control for them to carry out their duties, okay? But then if they start to try to access like applications where they do not have a need to know, and this is more than one occasion, all right? then you know that mm -mm, something's up here. The system should know. So why? Because those these applications would have some kind of preventative measures in place to only allow like users or subjects to access that object. All right. So again, that is an, a strong indicator that you know something is about to happen. Okay. So now another indicator is when there is an increased use or increase in escalated privileges. So what do I mean by this? Now this a rogue admin, or it could be, so it could be a rogue admin will create accounts, ghost, it could be ghost accounts. And one, when they create these ghost accounts, then they will use those credentials, what? To carry out these in, inside the attacks or they can create these accounts and provide accesses privileges to those who are not supposed to have them. Now, of course, what happens when these uh, abuse takes, takes place, then uh, those do not have a need to know and privileges will access accounts. And when I'm talking about accounts, it could be, again, you know, uh, accounts labeled as or data labeled as confidential, secret, okay? If you're in the government, top secret, secret, uh, basically classified data. So these entities will have access to that information. And again, when they have access, you have to think, what are they going to do with it once it's in their hands? They're going to what? Either sell it to the competitor, use for blackmail. Okay. It's not, it's not for fun. They're not doing for just for, uh, we've tried to hack into the system. We just want to prove that we can do it. No, usually, uh, not necessarily. They want that data to, for some kind of leverage. That's really the purpose. They want some leverage. Um, uh, so typically they use it either for blackmail or they, they sell it to a third party. I said that they might use that to embarrass the organization. Now I'm going to mention some real life examples, some real life examples. These are alleged examples saying, okay, so what are they? So let's look at one. One was uh, Coca-Cola. What happened to Coca-Cola? So this malicious insider, so this person had access, okay? They had permissions, they have rights. And what did they do? They stole a hard drive full of personal data. So of course they're going, you know, they had probably need to know they stole this uh, and probably have had, um, um, access to, to the physical, uh, uh, access as well. So they stole this hard drive of personal data and decide to use for nefarious purposes. Okay. Let's see what else. Yes. Facebook. I'm just, I use the words alleged. Okay. Now, allegedly a Facebook employee, use abuse his, uh, his, his power so he used his own credentials to uh use that to stalk to find women and then use it to stalk to stalk them afterwards now remember this person was probably somebody responsible for managing that data uh on managing accounts especially as I said they were internal so general facebook accounts and use that to uh, monitor to stalk women but that so i'm just going to just leave it at those two there's quite a long list, but I'm leaving those to why, why I just want you to get the general idea 
of how these em employees can abuse the privilege given to them by their organizations. What can you do if the threat, what can organizations do if the threat has been realized? Okay, so it's already happened. Now, if it's already happened, that means possibly your controls are kind of lacking in a way. Okay, because theft, really, the theft of uh, property is against the law. So once you've gathered evidence, because uh, you can't just call the police, so you, once you, you've got enough evidence, then you need to report to the police. Okay, so you need to, you need to report to the police instantly. Why? so that they can uh, continue to pursue that. They have the more powers to carry it out to arrest because really that is a criminal issue. It's not really about civil, this is a criminal issue. So the police will arrest and then of course, evidence will be presented in court, etc., etc. Especially when it comes to do with fraud, fraudulent amounts, things like terrorist material, especially as well. So again, the, this is a police matter. This also applies to, let's say the employee stole data, uh, company information, especially things like employee data, financial data. And let's say they published it uh, on the, the most insecure network, which is the internet. Then of course, then this becomes a criminal case as well. Okay, so again, we don't know what their intentions are. They have access to the data when they're not supposed to. They have misused that data. So, so again, this will be a police matter as well. Okay, so now that's that's that is well and good. The police have arrived. They've uh, you've got evidence. They've uh, arrested this person. Now what? You're still left with the damage. Okay, you the organisation still left with the damage. So what do you do now? What do we intend to do in the future? moving on now because there may be other things i'm not discussed here okay let me let me talk about it there might be uh, other uh, consequences or impacts such as reputational damage um if it's in the uk you need to inform the ico and uh, you need to inform uh, those uh, whose data was was uh, affected so so and then of course if you were deemed to be let's say negligent you're gonna get uh, a gift you might get a gift uh, when I say gift, oh, I mean a fine. Yes. Now it depends on the the severity of the of the of the uh, impact. You might uh, get a huge fine. Okay. What can you do uh, moving forward? As a countermeasures, you must have some kind of uh, incident or let's say defense and response plan. You need to have that in place. Now, if you haven't done this, then that will need to be um, created. Uh, you know, we need to have a team. You need to have you know, and then start from ground zero. So you need to have a uh, incident response plan, then you're going to have to look at, okay, what kind of tools do we need? Or what kind of applications do we need to have this uh, oversight, this monitoring? Because obviously there was a weakness uh, in your system in the first place. So you need to look, you know, you need to have some kind of application that could what, monitor emails. Uh, when I mean emails, emails coming in, access and egress. You need to have a kind of application that can monitor files, especially um, with uh, data loss prevention. Uh, you need to you know, have some kind of data flow, monitor your data flow as well. Also, there must be some kind of uh, a matrix that would determine what, what employees or what a user has access to. So what objects, okay, what, what files, what systems does that employee have access to? So you need to have some kind of matrix. And then again, go and visit, of course, I would say, your, your, your privilege model. So you need to go back and re revisit your privilege model. So because there must be some kind of uh, 
uh, a bit that of course obviously there's an abuse of privilege but maybe as well an escalation of privilege as well now typically we have lower access group no we need to scrap that because again we can see some weaknesses have arisen from that now also need to revisit okay, so those security administrator will need to probably revisit uh, some of the uh, permissions um, um, analyze some of the security alerts so obviously um, and let it be configured because sometimes it might be it may be configured poorly and the administrator is you know constantly getting alerts and they've kind of uh, switched it off mentally okay so they need to have some kind of um, you know used using the tools if they've got like a sim um, maybe this analyst could you know uh, you know set alerts for any abnormal behavior so when we say abnormal behavior as i mentioned um, i mentioned earlier on that if one employee is accessing files multiple times that's abnormal if they're downloading multiple files that's abnormal okay so of course when they see that relationship abnormality then an alert should be uh, sent to an administrator and then actions take so it's not just an alert then actually you know that account should be blocked and then that person should be called to task which also of course the core thing training awareness we need to what educate uh, uh, all employees on to recognize abnormal behavior and also encourage them to come forward if they do see something abnormal. So when I say abnormal, I mentioned about if the something the behavior of employee changes, or or actually, or the line manager really should be more observant as well, so that questions be asked. Now the reason I'm saying that if the line manager is observant, and it's okay, they could, you know, John, can I, could you come and let's have a chat? And it's okay. Now that will act as a deterrent. Okay, if that person is about to to uh, carry out some kind of uh, or has malicious intent, that would probably put a stop to whatever they have planned. Now, really, why, 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 why these countermeasures? Because the objective is you really want to stop the well. Number one, you want to have a deterrent. You want to know that you know, you know, make them know they're being monitored. It doesn't even matter, it doesn't matter if they're admin. So we want to make sure the admin know that they've been monitored. Okay, so having that extra oversight. We also organizations also should well the intent is to stop the insider attack. Okay, before the impact is huge. I.e., when I mean impact is huge, become before it becomes a data breach. Because of course, once that information is out there in the public, that's it. Okay, that's it. It's out of the organization's control. It's, it's, it's not copied and backed up to various servers. So really, it's better to start to have those preventative plans and, and training and, and also to recognize uh, abnormal behaviors. Having these systems in place will reduce these Will, will reduce the threat of uh, an insider attack. Now, really, this is um, a huge subject. I mean, I'm doing this of a podcast, but it's a huge research uh, podcast. This is a huge research topic. And I know I'm covering over the over a podcast. I cannot co- cover everything. But I just really want to bring your attention to this, uh, this uh, type of um, threat and and just look at how it happens and the possible countermeasures that is all i have for you in this podcast i want to thank you once again for listening to me and i hope you learned uh, something new or build upon your existing knowledge you can contact me until next time peace